0: It's the Penn State Hoop Show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Nate Bauer here. And this is why Nate is the man. This is why he is the premier person to uh, cover Penn State basketball, because it's not every day that you can get the head coach of a program to sit down with you for 22 minutes and have a conversation about everything from officiating to NIL and have a great conversation uh, in the middle of it. And that's what Nate has been able to do. This is like the second time this year he's gotten a massive interview here on the hoop show. So Nate, just starting off with an excellent job, my friend. Oh
1: stop! Stop! Okay. First of all, Mike Rhodes is uh, was gracious enough to join us, so you know certainly it felt like a, a good time, right? It, it's uh, it's not a reset in the season, but there's a couple of games here uh, before and after Christmas that that separate Penn State from uh, you know really the, the the rest of the schedule, right? The the Big Ten resumption and uh, and the calendar flipping into January. So just given that context. Mike Rhodes having what a month and a half of, of the season under his belt felt Mm -hmm. like a good time to bring him in and, and get a little bit of a a lowdown on, on what, uh, what Penn state's been doing over the first six or seven weeks of the season.
0: Yeah. So just very quickly here, give us a quick rundown of what you guys talk about and then we'll get to the interview.
1: Yeah. So uh, certainly the first reason to bring him in is, is this game against Georgia tech Penn state had on Saturday up in New York. It was, I was there, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for one reason or another that that building seems to bring the juice. And uh, yeah. I mean, everybody knows that, I guess, but even when <laughs> Penn state's there, right. Well, like, even with right. a, uh, an off a, an out of market, right. Penn state versus Georgia tech, um, you know, certainly not a home game for either of those teams. It still was a building that, and a game that had a bunch of juice, a bunch of energy. And uh, you know, unfortunately for Penn state came out with a a result and, though like a result based on something that was very unfavorable to Penn state, you know, not to, not to Penn state's liking.
0: So we'll get to that and a bunch of other stuff here with Mike Rhodes on the Penn state hoop show.
1: Mike Rhodes. I'm here with uh, Penn state's head basketball coach. Uh, Five and six on the season so far, coming off a a little bit of a tough one. I hope it's not too soon, Mike. But uh, yeah. left, it's left always New too York soon, and-
2: Nate. It's always <laughs> too soon, but we
1: got to talk about it. I get it. <laughs> we got to we got to talk about it. You get, you guys were in New York over the weekend, had a uh, you know another another clawback game right against Georgia yeah. Tech, and and put yourselves in a position to win. Ultimately, weren't able to. Uh, how'd you sleep Saturday night?
2: Uh, not too well, not too well. Uh, I usually don't sleep well during the season, so it's par for the course. It just, uh, I, you know, I was, I was proud of our guys' effort. Um, you know, I think everyone's enjoying watching our team play because style of play is exciting. Uh, we can get after it. Boy, Short, sure, We sure are up and down. Um, but we have a level of fight in us that I think people at Penn state and a lot of people are telling me they're very proud of and, you know, the last five, ten minutes, the last eight minutes of that game, uh, you saw that fight and and the press and what the press can do for you. And 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 I loved our guys' approach going down the stretch and in overtime. It was just it's unfortunate that it ended that way, but that's life. That's how it goes.
1: You uh you know, you, you were kind of reserved, I would say. I mean, I'm I'm allowed to editorialize here. You didn't you didn't yeah. go over the top. I I, I didn't know how you would re- respond. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting to know you here. Is that you, you've been around the block, right? You've, you've been through this. Is that how you typically handle situations? Yeah. Well?
2: I mean uh, uh, when I think things are, um, if there's an injustice, I'll fight to to death for it. Um, but I also know that, you know, I, I think it's really important that I set an example for, for my players, um, you know, at the moment that I want to tackle the referee, yeah, sure, you know that, but that's that's not gonna that's not gonna help help anything. And uh, you know, I really believe that your character shows when it's needed the most. And and uh as, as disappointed as as I was, and I felt it was very unfair what happened at the end of the game, and the ref blew the call. Um, they're not changing it. Uh, that's how it goes. And and that's a, you know, my mom used to say to me, "Life's not fair. Deal with it. Get over it." And that's one of those moments. It's not fair. It's disappointing, uh, but you gotta you gotta handle it the right way and and, uh, and and move on. But you gotta be a you gotta be as a coach. I think you gotta be the right example, Nate, to your players of of handling things the right way. Because um, you know you see some some people go do things differently, and it just uh, it it really uh, disrespects the game.
1: Yeah. You've had, uh, you know, this was probably the most blatant, but down at Maryland, uh, there was a little bit of an imbalance uh, on the whistle. Yeah. I guess I, I, just given kind of the narrative arc of this season, right, it feels like your hands have been full in terms of how to handle these guys, right? The players on your team uh, in the wake of some of these losses. How how has that gone yeah. in the days since then?
2: Yeah. I mean, you have one-on-one conversations, you have team conversations, but I always believe teams take on the personality of the head coach and the coaching staff. So honestly, Nate, that's like the biggest thing to me is I could be making all excuses and complaining and crying about it and going public with it all the time. But is that getting us ready for the next game? Is that going to help us have a great practice the next day? Is that going to help us get a little bit better this week? Um, Now, I'm going to fight for our team, and, and I'm going to do the necessary things to, to make sure that my team, you know, gets a fair shot every time we go out on the court. I, I believe in doing that. I'm going to do that the right way in the professional way for sure. Uh, but I agree. Like, you know, sometimes you sometimes you got to find a way anyway to win the game. And then so all that stuff, can, you can just blow that stuff away. But uh, unfortunately, that hasn't happened. And a new team, a first-year program. We've been very close a lot of times, and it's, some has been ugly. Some of it's been really cool. It's You know, we've been going through it all here, Nate, uh, but I, I, I believe it's only going to help us get better and get us stronger and make guys understand that, you know, it, it takes a lot to win games in college basketball, and sometimes it doesn't go your way. It's not fair. you got to react and respond the right way. You've... Uh
1: you've dialed in and we have known some of these things that, that were going to be challenges or vulnerabilities for you guys this season. But I, I'm curious, do you, do you feel like aside from the results, you've seen some of the improvements that you've wanted to make over the last couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, I thought, I think we've improved a lot offensively. Uh, I think certain guys have, have shined in, in their roles better. Uh, I think that has helped us. I think we've f- found, have found a rotation that has, that has helped us here. Um, you know, I you know, from the summer, I, I thought we'd shoot the ball better. We're starting to shoot the ball better now, especially from three. That's that's really important. I was worried about the turnovers. The guys have done a great job of of taking care of the ball. I think we only had five or six the other day. I think we're doing a better job of getting a shot every time down. That's why we're scoring points. Uh I was worried from day one about our rebounding, and that's number one on the list. We're just we're not rebounding at at a level to um, help us win. We've had some great, Nate, you saw it Saturday. We had some great defensive possessions that we contested threes or contested bad twos or, or made guys miss at the basket. And we didn't come up with the rebound. And that's, that's been very frustrating as a coach. Um, We got it. We got to continue to get better rebounding. And some of it is lineup. Some of it is we're just outmatched at certain positions, but we got to find ways to rebound better. We knew that would be a, a little bit of an Achilles heel from the summer—that was a big concern—and uh, you know, I didn't think our defense would number-wise would be as bad as it is right now. That has a lot to do with it, but uh, we have to improve in that going into January. Did did the press at the end? Did that?
1: Is that a glimpse? I guess of, of what you're looking for? Is that where you want to be? You know, where where are you in that? Yeah, process? I mean,
2: yes, I, I think it's. I, I we got to be more aggressive. Um, we got to be more aggressive in the press. You saw the great aggressiveness and uh, what it can do for you, and how it could change change the momentum of the game. So, yeah, we want to find a balance of that without a doubt. I I, I think our half court defense at times has, has been a sieve. So we you, you got to get back and set your defense because we're you know, and that's why we haven't pressed as much all the time. But I still think this group is better when we're aggressive and flying around. We just got to make sure we rebound out of it yep uh kind of a, a kill two birds multiple birds with one
1: stone uh trip to new york over the weekend there were other things uh that you guys were able to accomplish uh during the trip i'm, I'm aware of a, a dinner i guess on friday night uh can we talk about that a little bit just just some of the things
2: that oh sure um, yeah you could talk about anything with me i mean look number <laughs> one is uh, we've been actively uh, trying to build our our NIL and our our NIL brand, and more to give uh, and get more and get people involved and and be a part of our program. And I, I just, you know, I keep saying it. I, I am friend I am friend raising before I'm fundraising. Nate and uh, like I think you've seen it. I yeah. want I want to get as many people involved in our basketball program and feel a part of it in different ways. Number one is I want people to show up when we had what 10,000 people at the Ohio State game and we win that game and after the game 20 minutes after the game people are still there can't wait to see our guys and and celebrating like that's the part where I want I want fans and I want people supporting our program to, to sweat with us to to be there with us the other side of it is of course as you know the NIL the name image and likeness it's it's a hot topic these days but it's it, you know it's something that we have to be very competitive in that arena. And I've been very active as the head coach here at Penn State of getting people on board for that, getting people to support our players, uh, getting guys and Happy Valley United to build a cool business model. So we do it the right way. And and, uh, number one, these guys are getting a a great education. They're getting, I want them to be Penn State graduates. That's a big deal for the rest of their life, but why they're here representing us as basketball players if they can get some help and some support from people and businesses and in different ways that's pretty cool too and uh, a lot of these guys have have uh, made have done some really cool things for themselves and their families because of some great support from people
1: where do you feel like you're at right when you first got the job I, I, it was one of the first things we talked about is is uh what the foundation is and the appetite right of of, of people uh, to support the NIL side of things. You've had some time now to kind of survey the scene. Where where do you
2: feel like you're at? Yeah. And this isn't just at Penn state. This is everywhere. The, The number one thing is, you know, it's a, it's a hot topic. So people are nervous about it until they're educated about it. And I think that's what, you know, I, we hired Pat Flannery, my former coach at Lebanon Valley, won a national championship with him. And he was at Bucknell and had some awesome years at Bucknell as a coach and then got in development there. And, he retired and moved to Harris or to Hershey, and uh, you know have him around our program. But also now in a capacity as general manager of men's basketball in the Happy Valley United. Here is a guy, a basketball guy, but also has fundraising and 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 you know in that type of arena, Nate. So what what allows us to do is create a business model, create a, a program where lots of people could be a part of supporting our guys but understand how we're going to do it and do it the right way. Um, to me, it's just not its not the number one thing in our program. If it's the number one thing on your list as a recruit, I don't want you because you got to come here and get a great education and, and play big-time college basketball. And uh, but, but I also want guys to know we're going to be very competitive in that arena. We don't have to be the best in the Big Ten, but let's be competitive. So when the guys are here or we're in recruiting, we could give people examples. Of what our student athletes here at Penn State are doing through the NIL, which is some really cool things, and it becomes very supportive of them, and also that they can support their family in different ways. And I'm really proud of that. I, I've I've had some thank you notes and some really cool phone calls for some parents and some and, and our players uh, because they're in a in a cool position uh, that they weren't in a year ago. Uh, the other part of it too is. This allow allow our guys Nate through the NIL to go out into the community and be a part of the community in a lot of charitable events. And we just did one the other day. Uh, we went shopping. Our our guys took took thirty five kids shopping at, at, at Target and and if you would have saw some of our guys with a you know a fifth grader, a third grader, a seven year old, and walking around helping them pick out gifts for them and their family you know, that's a really cool thing. And that gets, a, a you know, this big, tough, strong, strong, you know, basket college basketball player. He's down on his hands and his knees playing with this little kid. So that those are the things that, you know, we're always going to do things in the community, but we can do it through the NIL that I think people will, will want to support, but also have a lot of fun being a part of it as well.
1: You, um, I'll, I'll give you the opportunity here, uh, whether you answer it or not, how much do you feel like you need? And is it a different, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with football too. And I and yes. just feel like very different lifts, right? In terms of what the impact could be uh, based well, on- I will what tell you know this, wrong.
2: Nate, my mom always told, I never talk money, politics or religion. So I'm not going to change that now, <laughs> but I will tell you this. Okay. Uh, we don't have to be at the top of the big 10 and doing some of the things other schools are doing. Um, because that—that's I want to develop our players. I, I want our players to, to develop them, themselves on and off the court. So, you know, we're, we're going to have a very competitive NIL, and I think it's only going to get better and better. But I also think it's, it's going to be competitive with everybody else around the country because it's a great school. It's on the biggest stage in college basketball. Um, we're doing things as an athletic department that is really supporting our our players, and then we have the NIL piece led by Coach Flannery, where we're going to go out and and and, and look, and we're, we want to go out and raise money so we could we could help our guys and support our guys and be really competitive in the Big Ten with that. I think that's really important. But I also want it to be a business model that it really lasts. Nate, uh, yep. some some people are doing it just to pay for play and and how much they can give out to get get all these players, and these players are gone in a year or two. I still want to, I I still believe in the development piece. I want to get that high school senior that turns into a special player when they're a junior here. Uh, You know, we can go into transfer portal to fill needs, but guys that fit Penn state and guys that fit what I'm, what I'm all about on and off the court. So yeah, we have to be competitive, man. We, we, we got to have a bucket where we can take care of our guys every year, but also another bucket that allows guys that, you know, help them in retaining them here when they're doing well or, or other circumstances and stuff like that. I think that's really important. Um, But to me, it's about these players. Every day they wake up here at Penn State, man, Penn State's taking care of me as a college basketball player, most importantly as a student athlete. I have all the resources to make me the best version of me. And, oh, by the way, we have a competitive NIL that is very supportive of me and my family uh, and also – is able to, you know, brand themselves and get out in the real world and see some things while they're here, that helps them grow and gets them excited about things they can do in the real world through the NIL. You've, um, you know, it's a, it's kind of, you've obviously been through this coaching uh,
1: profession for many years, but yeah. it, it has changed, it feels like, over the last three or four years to where you need to re-recruit in a lot of ways, your players after every season. How, every how year, much- yeah how, how, how big of a piece is the NIL, uh, in, in that conversation and, and, um, y- you know, where do you feel like that element needs to be it, to feel it, comfortable?
2: I don't care what any coach says. It's, it's part of our discussion. Now it's part of, um, it's, it is, it's here to stay. Um, it, and just like the transfer portal, it's here to stay. So, we have to be we have to accept it uh let's learn a lot about it uh but then we have to we have to accept it and now how can we use that to our advantage uh number one thing nate of all of this is is i want guys that want to be here i want guys that want to be here because they want a penn state education they want to be part of you know one of the greatest traditions in a class athletic program in the country right it has raised the bars in college athletics uh I want them to be here because they know they're getting great support as a student athlete, but also that they know, Hey, you know what? Uh, Coaching and and everybody around our basketball program, they're going to look out for me in other ways too. I I hope that's, I hope they see that, but I, I want them. Number one, they want to be here with us because it's a fun style of play. We're building a family. We can help develop in the pros. And then there's all this other cool resources along with the NIL. I think that's really important. You've uh, last one on this topic, but
1: you know you've. It feels like you've had a a long term vision in mind that's kind of been guiding how you operate. Uh, I'm wondering how that contrasts with the urgency of of having nil where you need it to be based on keeping this going.
2: Well, that's why I'm actively as the head coach, even during the season, uh, trying to front. friend raise and get more supporters, uh, more people at the games, more people to show up. Uh, I I'm, I'm always challenging everybody around here. What, what do you, what more can I do as the head coach? Go meet people. Um, you know, last week I met with four different people. And then we went up to New York city the night before I, I jumped in the car uh, right after practice with a GA to get to Manhattan, to sit down with some people and then meet the team later in the evening I have to do that um, because all the things that I think we can build here over time, it's a moot point. If we don't, if, if we don't have each area moving forward and NIL is one of them for sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, Speaking of moving forward, obviously this is uh, hopefully a good uh, point in the season to kind of reflect on the past and look ahead to to what's next. Uh, You know, where do you feel like you guys are right now? Obviously, uh, coming off your Saturday and, yeah. and these two games sandwiched around Christmas.
2: Well, we we gotta we gotta really. I I think we really gotta get better from now in, into January. I I you know we got a good Le Moyne team who's dangerous coming in here in two days. We gotta we gotta be ready to play them. Let's take a little break, go home, eat some good home cooking, and get back here and get to work. Um, you know I think we've showed at times the level we can possibly get to. Uh, we're just we we're we're very inconsistent or we're, we're we're very inconsistent. And I hate to say it, but that's part of being a first year program and and lots of new faces and guys still trying to. I mean, like it or not. And, and you know, I could give you coach speak, but I'll I'll, I'll give you Mike Rhodes speak. Uh, when you got new, lots of new guys, it's one thing if you had three or four new freshmen and everybody's returning. Uh, then, you, you know, the, things are more normal, uh, understandable. There's more consistency. We're just not consistent uh, where, where I would love us to be. And, uh, you know, being a well-wisher, yeah, I wish we were more consistent right now. But that's, you know, this is my fourth time taking over a program, and uh, I get it. I do make rice and VCU and now here. Your first year, you it's there's a lot of this, a lot of ups and downs. And when you when you get on that, I said this in the press conference. When you get on the peak, you feel so good, like the end of the Ohio State game, even the end of the Georgia Tech game. Like man, we found another gear. And then something happens that knocks you off that that peak, and you're in the valley. Then you got to fight to get out of the valley together, and you got to find ways to get out of there as a coach. And that first year is really hard. It, it's hard. It's hard to get consistent play. And consistent understanding of what needs to be done, but that's the fun of it too. Because when you use this year as a great foundation and take a big step, uh, that's why we want to make sure we retain our players and we want to make sure we build on it. Because that's the way you solidify your foundation and build on it. Is there's been players in the program for you know a number of years, yep. and when when the first day of practice you go to the shell defensive drill, you're not you're not coaching. 13 new players you're coaching three or four new players that's that's when the bar gets raised so so you know i i think there's some games we should have won there's some games that we really um beat ourselves i thought we had some stretches in games and we had some some good wins where we played some really good basketball and you know i think the texas a&m game even though we didn't win the way we played that game raised the bar we just didn't keep that bar there and we really learned, you know, of you know, not having a good enough approach on and off the court in Florida, that really hurt us. And we had it; we took some lumps, and we lost four in a row, and and we were really down in the valley, and guys were dejected. And then, you know, I, we had we got better and better in practices. We held guys their feet to the fire, and you know, you love them, you love them really, you, know, you love them hard, and you and you and you coach them harder. And uh, I think that works. And uh, I think the guys responded to it. And look, if the Georgia Tech game, we would have won that game by one. We'd be sitting here with a better record, but still with some of the same issues. We got to rebound better. We got to play better defense. And we got to get some guys off the bench to, to play better for us and, and give us more. Uh, but we're improving. Maybe not at the rate that I want, but we're improving.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you get back to that process uh, to spend your time more wisely than uh, hanging out with us here. But I do appreciate you, uh, you coming by and spending some time with us today. You
2: got Nate anytime. I wish you all the best. Have a happy holiday, safe holiday, and we'll see all you guys at the Bryce Jordan center here real soon.
0: Thanks again to Penn State basketball coach, Mike Rhodes, for sitting down, I am always amazed how uh you're you're able to just talk to these guys and and a lot of times these conversations are 10 minutes and it's like there's like the, we got to get going and they seem to love to talk to you about stuff and to and and, and get some of those insights into the program. One of the things I just want to start with this name is yep. um he really downplayed NIL. It, I think he it, from from a perspective of we don't want to be an NIL school. We want to be competitive, but we don't want to be an NIL school. And I just thought that that just right off the top, just his his framing of it, I thought was really interesting. Um, and maybe I'm, I'm I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I'm trying to paraphrase kind of his perspective of if you don't and NIL's the first thing, we don't want you.
1: Yeah, I I would I would just use a different word than downplay, because I think that he understands and recognizes how important it is. Right. Look, he there was a there was a gathering of, uh, you know, some pretty influential folks in New York on the Friday night before the game. He discussed that. And it's it's out there. Right. I mean, laying it on the line. This is something that uh, for Penn State basketball to be competitive in this arena you you cannot ignore it. You cannot ignore the process. We talk like there is no sense in pretending via a coaching change as though everything was solved, right? From right. when Micah Shrewsbury was in this space a year ago at the same time talking about NIL and and what it means for recruiting, what it means for the retention of your players. And so Mike Rhodes is, is fighting that same fight and having some of those same conversations now um, I, I think it's i think it's much better right it, it, it like it is dramatically improved for Penn state basketball from where it was they are organized they have a guy in Pl- pat flannery leading the charge we had mm-hmm. him here on the show last month like those are massive important steps for this organization for this program to be able to compete in this arena but at the same time there's an urgency to it there yeah if you if you are not if you are not raising the money, if you are not raising the relationships, right? Him, ta- him talking friend about- Friend
0: raising. Friend raising, right? It's a good term.
1: <laughs> well, but it's it's so important. It's, it's so important to, to, to build those relationships, mm-hmm. to be able to establish that you're not just throwing money at entitled players, right? I, th- I think right. that's that's a big part of the misperceptions that are out there. Uh, about yeah, what nil yeah. is is that and your- maybe
0: that's what i was picking up on by the way is he was trying to very clearly define penn state as a program and how they're going to use these funds yeah and it, it can come off sometimes as you know you mentioned the urgency and he you know he was very much still the long-term view of this is a place you come to get a, a degree to develop as a basketball player to be a junior or senior playing not a guy where i'm coaching 13 new players every single year yeah. i think I think that those two messages sometimes do get conflated and and I think it's a good thing we're talking about it here because I think that the language is important around this because as he, as he mentioned it's still a sensitive topic for a lot of people.
1: It is it is a sensitive topic but it's one that I think through his outreach, through Pat Flannery's outreach, through Happy Valley United's outreach, uh, you know, is a is a bridge that is, is trying to be built of getting people to understand how this actually works, what this is going towards the families. It helps support uh, some of the philanthropic side of it that, that Penn state tries to to be involved with and to set that example for these kids. I mean, it's just, it's, you, you look at what happened last off season, right? And you, there were going to be six or seven guys that had to move on anyway, right? Mm-hmm. This this program was going to take on a reset. No matter what happened, whether Mike Shrewsbury stayed or Mike Rhodes came in, that did not matter. They were going to have to go to the portal that was going to be a big part of th- the last season transitioning into this season. Mm-hmm. However, however uh, you know, guys stayed as well, mm-hmm. right? Kanye Clary stayed. Kanye Clary is, if not the best player on this team, one of the two best player, best players on the team, right? He's right there with Ace Baldwin. He's had an outstanding performance. His involvement, his continued involvement in the program is it's it's a little bit of the same message that I've I've talked about in the past. You don't have to be necessarily the best offer, right? In terms of a financial package for Kanye Clary to stick with Penn State next offseason, but you gotta have something. Right, right. You, right? you got to be able to to be competitive in that space. And I think that that's a, a lot of what Mike Rhodes is talking about in terms of, no, you, you don't want to, I mean, if, if this year proves anything, it's that you definitely a hundred percent do not want to flip the roster every off season. That cannot yeah. be, that cannot yeah. be how it works because he's going through it. They're going through it right now as a staff trying to get these guys together and on the same page, but at the same time, for that development side of players that you've had in the program, and you want to be a Penn state for four years, you you still have to be competitive in the NIL space uh, for those guys to stick around.
0: Well, what did you make of his uh, assessment of first years in rebuilds, which he's mentioned he's done several times. Yeah. He seemed, he seemed pretty clear about he, he expected this um, to happen, I guess. Yeah.
1: It's, it's funny because I, I, um, you know, you, you have, uh, initial impressions, right. Things that you're expecting versus what actually happens. And I think that there's a, a a fascinating dynamic in terms of me being, I I wouldn't say off the mark, but I I just, I didn't know necessarily how to expect him approaching this job, but Mm -hmm. it, it feels as though he's treated it with a very level head. He has, he has kept Patience and kept an understanding that there would be. He hasn't freaked out over it, right? That was one of the. That was one of the the very fascinating early dynamics that he talked about was Ace Baldwin being able to deal with losing. We've talked about this on the show before. Well, it's not just Ace; it's him too. (laughs) He's a he's a (laughs) a fierce competitor. He's he's a guy who has a reputation of losses killing him and every single piece of what I've seen out of his response to some of these losses of which some, including Saturday were like egregious, right? I mean, just he has every right to be upset about the way that that game played out and the way that they lost that game based on that, Um, you know, that officiating, but he's, he's, he's put out a public facing calmness, a, a steadiness, a steady hand to how he wants to run this program. And I think that, it is at at least from my perception, trickling down. It is making mm-hmm. its way through the players. It is making making its way through the team to hey, listen. Uh, sometimes this is what happens, and you can freak out about it, and you can be really upset, and have what happened down in Florida, where one loss turned into three, turned take into really four. Ball, right, take your eye off the ball. He yeah. hasn't. That they have started. It. It seems to me they have started to take some of the pressure off of themselves and just play. And yeah. if you can do that and focus on the things that you need to improve upon, which of which they have many, right? <laughs> there, yeah. there are plenty of things that this team still needs to get better at. Uh it it seems like they're taking some of those strides.
0: So let's talk about the game. I know you wanted to get into Georgia Tech a little bit. So yeah. uh, what what did you want to talk about with it? I mean just just briefly.
1: I mean certainly the 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 way that uh horrible call <laughs> Right? I mean, even, even, even the, uh, the Georgia tech players that they had in the post game, uh, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but the one kid Reeves was like, yeah, it's uh, I I thought it was no contact. And then at minimum a no call, right? Like, yeah, there was no way in time and circumstance, forget the fact that it wasn't a foul that Ace Baldwin didn't even touch the guy uh, on top of that. If you're an official, you, you know that you don't call a foul on the floor in a mad scramble with two seconds left in on the clock. So Penn State is sitting today at five and six overall instead of six and five, and you can't get it back. Right. It's that's yeah. one of those things. But I'm I am fascinated to see it is it is to Penn State's benefit that they have Lemoyne and Ryder right between now and the start of the, the resumption of big 10 play. It's a good Moyne
0: team. They can, they, they can. It's a good LeMoyne team is what he said. It's what, it's what he said. Did he say that? <laughs> he did. He, I, I heard it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: That's fair. But
1: they, they should have an opportunity to reset a little bit, get, get yeah. their bearings uh, and, and try to make some of those on the floor improvements, right? The, the things that this team still has not done well to, to get if they can get a little bit better with some of those areas, including he talked about it, second chance points off of rebounds. And it's not, it's not even just second chance points. It's it's all the extra looks that these teams are getting at the basket that is just kind of crushing the Penn state because they, they play good defense for 25 seconds. They force a bad shot and mm-hmm. that bad shot turns into a long rebound an easy, re- what, what have you, it it just turns into an extra possession for Penn state's opponents. And they've been able to convert either on the next shot, the shot after that shot or the free throw line. And yeah. all of those components If Penn state can't clean those things up. Like I, I cannot imagine how frustrated he probably is over that one aspect because you're looking at a team that is, if, if Penn State was rebounding better right now, they're they're probably three wins better yeah. than than they are. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of tough to swallow. But also, it sets them up for the rest of the season to they they should be competitive. This is this is a team that has demonstrated that it can play with those mid-tier type teams. Uh, you know, they just they just need to be able to, to do a couple of those elements better to to get themselves over the hump.
0: Nate, I always appreciate your insight and your coverage of Penn State basketball. By the way, um, to if you're here and you're watching this full video. Uh, you're at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Congratulations! Um, if if you want to check out Blue White Illustrated's YouTube channel, always a good idea. We post select parts of the show from uh, from uh, onto the YouTube channel from here on the site. But th- there's a reason; like this is the good stuff we're keeping here on the site. So appreciate everyone being here and their their interest in Penn State basketball. Nate, as always, great job, buddy.
1: Thank you so much. This was uh, another fun show and obviously thank you so much to to mike rhodes for uh being so gracious with his time and joining us today
0: uh i don't know if we'll have a show next week with the holidays but we'll be back with more penn state basketball talk uh stay tuned blueweightillustrated.com for uh the next penn state hoop show we'll talk to you then